You're listening to the Her Business Beat podcast, where real women share how purpose drives profits and how life harmony can exist with your hustle. I'm Geneva Marasma, the founder of Hearts and Heels, a networking group for women where we work together for flourishing businesses and come together through enriching education and joyful relationships. Whether you're a part-time business owner or a fast-scaling entrepreneur who is also a conscientious leader, you can create soul-led success by fueling your greatest ambitions with pure heart. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of cab, pop in your AirPods, and get ready to check your purpose pulse to create work that matters and the success you desire. Welcome to today's episode of Her Business Beat. Today, I'm in the studio on my own. I've got a great lineup of guests coming up for later this year, but this is one of those days where I have the task of putting out some content and just kind of talking about what's on my heart. It is the end of January, and I think as we probably all did at the beginning of January, or hopefully even sooner than that, last year at the end of Q4, wrote down a lot of lofty goals for our businesses, ourselves personally, the things that we wanted to see come to fruition this year. And as I sat over the last couple weeks in my car while I was commuting from place to place, um, have had a lot of just different events and on-site work. I made a kind of a conscious decision to not engage so much media while I was in the car. I'm not talking about social media. I'm not scrolling and driving people, but just consumption of everything, music, podcasts like this one. Uh, I hope you listen, but maybe you might want to take a break from some, some podcasts. I just realized that I needed some quiet here at the beginning of the year. There was a lot going on just with some things in my personal life and sphere and then with my house. And there was just a lot of clamor around me very early in the year. And so I thought, you know, I probably just need a bit of a fast when I can take it. And so the car for me is sort of the place where I can insulate myself. I can choose to turn off the streaming music, I can turn off the podcasts. I don't have to be listening to talk radio or anything else. And so that's what I did. And in doing that, I was kind of just in my mind ruminating a lot over like, okay, I wrote down all these goals and, you know, but what, what is it really going to take for me not just to move the needle in profit? Like that's not the only reason I'm in business. And I hope it's not the only reason you're in business, but how do I actually make a big enough impact this year to my industry, to the people who need me such that it moves the needle on my profit? So putting the people first and then just knowing that the profit is just that byproduct of how we serve the people. So I thought on this a bit and as I'm sitting in quiet a lot, I was just like very aware of my surroundings. And so I was driving through downtown Tampa where I live in this area and uh, passing the beautiful University of Tampa campus. And I was just kind of taking that in. And then right after that campus, like right on the edge of it, there's a money, short-term money lending place of business there. And I just in that moment, I thought, you know, there's nothing wrong with the fact that this company strategically placed themselves where college kids are bound to get themselves into financial trouble short term, not have the money to pay a bill, you know, a parking ticket, whatever it is, and not wanting to ask mom and dad. So they need to go to one of these short term lending 
places, borrow some money on a very high interest and pay it back. There's nothing wrong with the fact that there's a company that does that. And there's nothing wrong really with the fact that they recognized one of their audiences and put something there. But what I did start to think about is just how many businesses are profiting on kind of being predatory in the market. And what I mean by that, that sounds like such a horrible word, and I just don't know another word to use, but it's come up in conversation I've had with some business owners lately is, and when I say that, it's just how do we, we look at businesses and so many of them, whether you're looking on social media or you're just looking along the streets like I was, they are in the business of siphoning in information and digesting people in order to produce a profit. And they're taking, there's a lot of taking happening in business right now, taking of our information, give me your email, you know, come in here because you're in dire straits, whatever it is. And I think what we're seeing, and even though we hear the word authentic so much in business, we're really seeing a lack of authentic care for humans. And I think, you know, we're forgetting sometimes that we serve humans. We are human and we do work that serves other human beings. And at the most core level, it serves a significant spiritual need or emotional need. And so we have to take our work seriously. So as I pondered all of this and I thought about this company sitting on the corner outside the college campus, and I was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. Then I thought, what if a company like that, a company that is in the business of making their money off of high interest, short-term paycheck loans, I thought, what if that company actually, they, they kept doing the business that they do, but They adopted a platform of going on college campuses and educating people to the fact of how to how to manage their money, how to budget when you're in college, how to set yourself up for future financial success. And you might think, well, Geneva, like that would negate the very business that they provide, like that would actually be counter to what they're trying to sell. And yes, it would. But the people that will need that type of short-term loan are still going to go find that. But what if you did something that was so disruptive to the industry that it changed completely, like turned that company on its head such that people had a whole new level of trust in that business and kind of were better able to see the service that they provide as a short-term help and understand that it was not their intention to get people into financial hot water that like they're not really trying to profit off of that even though yes people pay for that convenience hope that makes sense right it's kind of deep when we think about it what if this year you created a disruption within your industry or within your own business something that it's not a, a movement like we're not trying to get people angry and picketing on the streets that's not the kind of disruption i'm talking about not a social disruption in that sense disruptions can be positive things too this is what i've been thinking about a lot on these car rides is how do i disrupt the industry that i'm in which is marketing as a rider how do i turn it over 
And when I started thinking about my business, and then I started looking through the scope of my own heart and my own desire to help people, help them communicate the things of value, I started really looking at one way I started creating this disruption last year was by not taking on certain clients that I just didn't feel were right fits for me. And not that they weren't great fits for someone else, but I think the first way to disrupt your business, I'm going to give you a little list here, is to not just know who you serve and know your avatar, but also know who you don't serve and and be brave enough to say no to the work that doesn't align with your core values and the, the things that you want to bring forth to the world. So I'd say that's number one. Number two, if you're trying to create disruption this year, kind of that whole like let people look at me differently. So see how you're doing something out of heart, but then what happens is people see that and they transact trust with you, okay? So the second thing that I would suggest is to move on your strengths more this year. So if you look at yourself or if I look at myself as a writer, I there's writers in my industry, other copywriters that I much admire, but I can recognize that their strengths are different than mine. Their communication strengths are different than mine. Some of them are great with writing for like highly quirky brands, and that's the space that they sit in. Some of them are whizzes at writing for very technical brands, and that's the corner that they're in. And I am glad that I see other people in my industry know who they are and who they serve. I happen to know my strengths are in neither of those two areas. I can be funny or humorous, and I enjoy when I have jobs where I can infuse some of that. But there's certain types of writing that I just know are not my strong, like my strong suit, and they're not areas that I fill my joy tank with, and I don't feel exactly adept at certain industries. And so by digging deeper into my strengths, And niching, we hear that all the time, but really like trusting my own strengths to draw the type of people that I'm best equipped to serve and speaking deep to those industries. So I I have my industry, but I'm working as a business to business, a B2B business with other industries and going deeper with them. So I was sharing recently with a dear friend of mine that I have a desire this year to really do some brand intensives with some clients, go deeper with them than they ever have imagined about their brand persona, more than just the basics that we talk about a lot, but really digging into the heart of the matter, the heart of the problems that they serve solutions for, the um, intention behind the whole creation of the brand and I think, you know, we see brands that we're very familiar with. You look at, at something like SpaceX, you look at Airbnb, you look at some of the contemporary brands that have created something so different. They've disrupted the industry altogether because they were brave enough to like go so deep into an idea and into a very niche space that other people were trying to capture everybody and all things. And like they weren't afraid to tell a very unique brand story and to say, you know, we're all in on this one thing and this is our strength and this is where we're going with it. So the next thing that I would ask you to do is to, in order to disrupt your industry, is leverage your background. 
understand that while there are many photographers, there are many writers, there's many, whatever you do, website designers, coaches, all of these things, is that nobody has your specific story. And, uh, you know, so storytelling and branding and in marketing has become a big buzzword. And there's many like great, great people that teach on this. Kendra Hall, I would say is, is a, she's pro at serving up content on storytelling for brand. If you haven't read any of her work or listened to her, I would highly recommend that. But I think that we sometimes, you know, we're so desperate when we're working in something that we don't want to be in before we became an entrepreneur. You know, you remember that, that space and time that we're trying to get out and we're just like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. So I'm leaving teaching. I'm leaving corporate. I'm leaving HR for this company, whatever I'm doing. And then I'm just going to leave that all behind. I'm going to start the new thing. So speaking with uh, an entrepreneur friend yesterday, she has grown a great business, a professional organization company. Her background was in corporate HR. And as she's growing, she's having to bring in team members. And we got to talking about how funny it is that like her HR background is now going to be so helpful as she scales her business because she knows how to do that. And if she didn't know how to do that, she would probably need to get a consultant in. She would have a harder climb to scale her team, grow people, grow her brand the way that she wants to. But because she has this background, she can build this really dynamic team that kind of all function the way that she does. She can have these brand guidelines that she knows how to create adherence to. And so by leveraging her background, she can create not just a professional organization company, but a company that really like all the people are swimming the same way. They're all moving the same way and her customers get the same experience, but now she can deliver that experience exponentially. So if she left her HR background in the weeds and was like, hey, all done with that world and didn't acknowledge that and maybe even talk about it in her brand, it's she's leaving like something very critical off the table that sets her brand apart. It disrupts the brand because now people go, gosh, you know, like here's a person who actually knows how to grow a team. And I can trust that if one of her team members comes to my house to do work, they are going to do things the same way that she does. And so it's a gift and something that then becomes a sell point. So think about all these life experiences that you have put in your life experience basket over the years. And don't be afraid to talk about those things and like really weave them into your present story and into your present brand and let people know why you make the decisions that you make. And that so that seems like a maybe a simplistic way to disrupt industry, but people are starved for connection beyond slide into my DMs. They're starved for connection beyond, you know, like or emoji this if you agree with me. They really want conversations. So create those conversations. The last piece of advice I'm going to give today, and I'm telling you, these are all things I'm thinking of for myself. So these are just the thoughts that have been ruminating through Geneva's head. But the last way to really be a disruptor is to look ahead. The world is changing at a super fast lightning speed pace. We are heading into elections this year here in the US. We have kind of a roller coaster economy right now. We don't really know day to day. Sometimes where things are going to be, 
you know, we talk a lot about interest rates and mortgage rates and all of these things. So it's hard. It's hard to predict the future, but you can't sit with your eyes closed or blinders on and not look ahead and be so present that you're not looking at what lies beyond. So I think as we look ahead, and maybe we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but if we can keep in touch with industry news, all of us have industry experts, people who are talking about trends. And those things are so important for us to stay in tune in, no matter what industry you're in, is stay on top of the trends in your industry. Look at what's developing positively, what's moving ahead with technology, what has the capacity to maybe come down crashing around us and will affect you. By staying ahead, looking ahead, and even talking to your audience about what lies ahead, you become someone that they trust even more because now they know you're researching, they know you're learning, they know that you're tied in and tuned in to what's going on in the world and that you're not just sitting back kind of passively, just making your money and serving them up with stuff and taking theirs. You're trying to inform them. And whenever you can become an educator and informant, someone that sees problems ahead of them coming, someone who has the solution before the problem even arises, you will disrupt your industry. You will be that person that people go, hey, hang on a second. She's saying something different. And I want to listen to her because I think she has insight, but that insight has to come from really staying present in your own industry and really knowing what's going on and continuing to develop yourself. Go to the conference, buy the course, stay on industry news. You have to be tuned in. And I, I do see so many business owners that they're, they're not reading what's going on in the world. They're not listening to things from the perspective of how is this going to affect my own industry? How can I get ahead of this? The other thing that that does for you is it makes sure that you actually survive into the next year. You know, every year we're we're treading water in business, trying to make sure that we stay at the top and that somehow people keep investing in us because we keep selling something that's good enough for them, right? But that's a way to really just get yourself ahead of the pack is to just always be one step ahead in your thinking and really looking at the world through objective eyes and thinking about solutions that no one else has thought of yet and getting ahead of them. So I hope that there was some little nugget in there that got you thinking, the little hamster wheel turning in your head, and that we can get out there and be disruptors. Like I said, we're not we're not disrupting peace. Actually, we're going to create things through disruption that bring people together and also kind of break through the clamor. There's a lot of noise out in the market. There's a lot of noise on social media if you haven't taken notice. So you don't have to be the noisiest person. You have to be the person that kind of quietly gets the most attention because what you're saying is deep enough to resonate and disrupt someone's train of thinking. It's able to educate someone, disrupt what the status quo is in your industry. So let's go out and make big things happen this year. Let's be disruptors. Thanks for tuning in to Her Business Beat. I hope you found some sunshine for your business journey or heard something that made your purpose pulse beat faster. Please hit subscribe, write us a review, and share this episode with a friend. Tune back in for new episodes soon.